How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What the... F- We're in sync. That was unbelievable, wasn't it? Like, not one of us clapped at the same time. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. And we would like to welcome our brand new Patreon, Hannah. Welcome to the Bollocks family. Happy birthday to Alison. It's your birthday today. Happy, hey. Alison knows this. I thought it was tomorrow, so presents are arriving tomorrow. You're so oh, sweet. Maureen, that's so sweet, though. Well done for Still, even remembering, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thank you. I woke up this morning. I went it's the fifteenth, and then I thought, oh, the fifteenth. Hmm, what does that mean? And I was a little kind of munching around in my head. I don't know what munching means, but it's just sort of swimming around in my brain. And then I was having my coffee, and I thought. Oh! It's Alison's birthday and I have done zero. That's what I want on my birthday. I just want everyone to relax. Much like Maureen on my 38th birthday. (laughs) I mean, I don't have that. Maureen's sending out carrier pigeons a week before. Yeah, I mean, I I celebrate it about several times with different people. (laughs) You know how you normally phone someone to wish them happy birthday? Maureen will phone you to remind you to wish her happy birthday. That's how it goes. (laughs) Don't forget it's my birthday. <laughs> In case you forgot it. I did put it out on all social medias, though, because I was like, yeah, I do want the birthday wishes. Like this year, for some reason, I'm like, I want them. I want people to be like, happy birthday, happy birthday. So, yeah. Do you know what? I think that's okay. I'd, why not have people wish you happy birthday on your birthday? I think that's a nice thing to do. What's great is getting messages from people you've got no idea who they are. 
hi Maureen and they're really like really nice messages you're like <laughs> I know but Maureen they know you because they listen to and the that's podcast all that matters got to get your head around the fact that you don't know everyone that listens to the podcast anymore Maureen and I I don't want to talk about this again Alison but we had a very unsuccessful podcast for many years we did it for seven years you still listen to it on SoundCloud because Maureen knew every single one of our listeners she still can't get her head round <laughs> the fact that there might be people listening to this podcast who's like, I don't know that person. It's like, yes, that's how podcasts work. Yeah. You put them out into the universe and then you might not know who they are. Thousands of people will listen. Yes. Yeah. Tens of thousands or just tens. Well, just tens. A couple of thousand. Maureen, why do you always have to focus on the detail? <laughs> anyway, guys, how's your week? I mean, I spotted that loving video between you and Chloe. For Valentine's Day, Jen. Wow. Yes, that came out. What video was that? What did I, what was it? Oh, Alison, get onto Instagram for God's sake. <laughs> I am. What did I miss? What did you guys do? I'm not on your algorithms. Black and white romantic video. Oh, look. I suppose I have to talk about this. Basically, more, uh, more than I. That is, what have I said there? Freudian slip. <laughs> You're focusing on wife number one right now. Yeah. Do you know how many times I have referred to Maureen when I'm talking about Chloe? It's actually got to the point now where Chloe's like, Jesus Christ, who are you in a relationship with? And I'm like, it's confusing. It's hard. It, Alison, you understand. It's complicated. It's you understand complicated. how complicated this threesome is. <laughs> Chloe and I were invited by Mint Velvet, which is a Ooh. women's fashion range. Do you say fashion range? You don't say fashion range unless you're 90. But anyway... <laughs> I did see this. Go on, though. I did see this. Right. Okay. So Mint Velvet have a campaign that coincided with Valentine's Day, and it's all about different kinds of love. So it's love between siblings. It's the love between uh, lezers. Just spreading the idea of love in mm. all its forms so that Valentine's Day just doesn't encapsulate one kind of love. Yes. So we did it. I did it basically because Chloe wanted to do it. And she was like, I've never done a fashion shoot before. And we get to wear clothes and stuff. I was like, thank God, I don't want to do it naked. <laughs> and um, uh, I already felt very exposed, <laughs> Alison, as you can imagine. Anyway, I did it. We used to talk about what we loved about each other and how we first met and blah, 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 blah. I thought it was going to be absolutely awful. But actually, we got to spend the whole day together because we went out afterwards. We went up to London. We did this. We realised we never look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Not sort of properly because we're always doing stuff. There isn't any point in the day that we don't wake up in the morning. It's like, you take the kids, I'll make the dinner, blah, 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 blah. I'll go to work. I'll make you lunch. Look, it's not, it's not romantic at all. And we spent the whole day and it was about us. And that was really nice. We got to hang out, look at each other deep into each other's eyes. And actually, we sort of reminded each other, well, I mean, that we're not utterly bored by... <laughs> <laughs> You're reminded that you fancy each other, which is lovely. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, and also they put loads of makeup on you. You choose your outfit. You look at each other deep into each other's eyes. Oh, it was... I'd recommend it for all partners. You and Danny should do it, Alison. Oh, that sounds lovely. I'll set up the photo shoot. I can't take photographs. It would be a disaster, but... I'll do it and, and you can spend the, the afternoon looking at your boyfriend and reminding each other why you love each other because otherwise the dog gets all the love, frankly. The dog does get all the love, it's true. Is it a certain type of clothing that they have? Is it a, like a fancy loungewear? Is that what they're... It's quite smart, isn't it? It's quite smart clothing. There is a tagline for their clothing. <laughs> uh, I want to say smart casual, but that's not right. It's smart, but it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's mint, but it's velvet. Yeah. There is a sort of end of it, which can be quite dressy and you can really, like you're going out for dinner. And then there's the other end, which is you could be in tracksuit wearing a T-shirt. and Love it. You know, loungy. You know, that sort of 
Anyway, look, fashion's not my... Not your forte. No one's asked me ever to describe fashion before for a reason, because it's not my forte. But we had fun, is the bottom line. And then afterwards, we went out and had a lovely dinner. And we even had a cocktail. (gasps) That's a night out. You had a proper date night. That's lovely. Yes, so that was really nice. And also, uh, then it was my birthday. So then we went out for dinner again. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not saying I don't like going out, but I just realised I don't want to go out twice in a week. Uh-oh. <laughs> when it came down to my birthday, I was like, oh, should we just stay in? And Chloe's like, no, we've got to go out. It's your birthday. So we did. We went out and it was um, it was an effort, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> People don't understand that because for our job, we're out all the time. To me, the most romantic thing is being at home. <laughs> I'm like, staying can in. we just be at home? Yeah, staying in. To me, that is... Because, like, Danny was like, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, well, the oven's broke, so we got to go buy an oven. Uh, so let's oh. order in. What oven are you going to buy, Alison? Measure it first. Yeah, you know what? I already, we did that. We've done the measuring. Don't buy a king-size oven for a super, <laughs> or is it a super king-size oven? I know. We're going to go to a discount shop place and see what kind of oven we can get with a slight ding or mark on it. Oh, you're getting a a refurbed oven. We do all of our appliances are refurbed because they're significantly cheaper and they work just as well. What about the guarantee, though, Alison? I'm all about a guarantee. Still a guarantee because the company in which I purchase things through will give you a guarantee. To be honest with you, I'm kind of looking at, you know, those ovens that have two ovens in one? I don't know the technical term, but there's an oven where you can have like two ovens so you can cook two different things. Things at the same time. I think it's called two ovens, isn't it? That's what they call it. Dual oven? Oh, do they call it dual oven? Listen, I am so glad we're talking about ovens. You can get two ovens. Can't you just bung it in at the same oven? Maureen, don't get involved in this conversation. There's no point in you pretending you know about ovens. Mine doesn't even have numbers. <laughs> you don't even know what temperature your oven is. No. Maureen didn't even know there was glass in her oven until... Until somebody cleaned it. Until somebody else cleaned it. She just assumed that it was supposed to... There was like a black window... <laughs> Just glass there for a reason. Uh, we don't go to more when it comes to ovens. Alison, um, let us know what oven you buy. I'm not even joking. I'm genuinely curious. I think I've got a Bosch oven. I don't know how happy I am with it, but I'll tell you what I do like about it. And Maureen, strap yourself, this will blow your brain out. It cleans itself. Oh, that's good. This is a feature that I want. I want a self-cleaning oven. That above all else is... I mean, it doesn't sort of like, you know, get a scouring brush out and give itself a, you know, a, a rub down. It's not that good. But you can put a setting on it where it, you blast it and it goes really hot and then it incinerates everything yes. and then you get a dustpan and brush and you sweep it all out. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, I might have that on mine, but I wouldn't know, would I? More than it's unlikely. And even if it did, I think your oven would explode. <laughs> it would be like, it's easier for all of us if I just destroy myself, is what the oven would say. I don't even know what would come out of that oven if you did that. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> We've only just got on top of this pandemic. Don't you start another one, all right? <laughs> By cleaning your oven in an inefficient way. So, Alison, you're not going out tonight. You're going to stay in. Absolutely. And I couldn't be more excited. Eat some food on my settee with a hot water bottle at my feet. Because I I am a 90-year-old woman now. And I'm cold all the time. Is anyone else cold all the time? Put the heat on. It's on, Maureen. There's something wrong with my body. I'm cold. My fingers are cold. My feet are cold. Do what Maureen does. Just put another jumper on. Yeah, put another jumper on. Oh, God. Tell you what, we haven't got the heating on in our house. Because we're not allowed it on in the day. Even though we were in our house in the daytime, Chloe's like, no, 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 we don't have the heating on in the day. But what I've realised is she's figured this out. She's got it perfectly because I'm in the study and that's where Chloe has her room, apparently. 
I have to be downstairs in the kitchen, in the open plan area where there's no bloody heating. Yeah. But in here, she's got a little heater in here because I'm in here now because I had to kick her out so I could do this. And it's so warm in this room. It's absolutely lush. It's like a little sauna. And I'm sitting here with you, saunered up, feeling great. And now she's downstairs freezing her tits off, and that makes me feel good. She's got oh. a secret little heater in there that she hasn't told you about. That's why she's not doesn't need heating on in the rest of the house. Uh, also, those secret little heaters actually use up a lot more energy than yeah. just so you know. She should be heating the whole house, just putting it out there. Well, do you know what's going to happen? Because obviously Chloe doesn't listen to this podcast. She'd rather gouge her own eyeballs than <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> but what I'll do is I'll just play this section of the podcast. Out loud. Outside mm-hmm. her room and just... And let's see if, if she picks it up by by her ears, actually, because that's how she hears. She hears through her ears. Okay, Maureen, we haven't even got to you. I know. Maureen, you're weak. What's going on? Well, I heard a bit of an upsetting news because my best mate, France, was meant to be coming from Austria and he didn't come, so I was very upset about that. Oh, I know, Maureen. That was really disappointing. I'm so sorry. I was really like... I made me realise how much I was looking forward to visiting him. He had a good excuse, but I was I was not happy, was no, I, No, but I mean, I think it's fair enough. You know, you had been looking forward to seeing him for weeks, really. Yeah. And, and preparing, cleaning. Dusted. I mean, you know, the way Maureen dusts, which is... <laughs> Around something, not under it. <laughs> That's Maureen's dusting. <laughs> You've got it, Alison. And then what else? Oh, yeah. So, I think I mentioned this. Have I mentioned this? It's the anniversary of my scaffolding. My scaffolding's been up. Well, not my scaffolding. Oh, the neighbour's right. scaffolding has been up a year now. It's a year old. So I'm going to buy a cake, celebrate. Yeah, yeah. She last used it in March. So I'm really pleased it's been up since then. So. And look, that is also annoying. So two and what well, one disappointing thing and one annoying thing. Maureen, can we claw anything positive from the week uh, yeah no, she I, did three gigs on saturday, three and they gigs were saturday. Lovely. yeah that's it no you're right alison absolutely that is correct for me that is a massive negative i forget but for other people that <laughs> for is those of us who want the work <laughs> anyway maureen i'm glad you had a good week i thought you didn't but i'm glad you didn't have a terrible week Maureen, I'm glad you're alive. Let's I'm alive. That. I'm alive. That's amazing. <laughs> so happy birthday, Alison. Thank happy you. birthday, Maureen, for last month. Happy birthday, me, for just a few days ago. Happy birthday to, to you if you're listening and it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. From all of WTB. Yeah, if you have a birthday this year, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday this if year. If you have a birthday in 2022 or had one, happy birthday to you. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. <laughs> I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. <laughs> Maureen Younger, I can't believe it. What can it be but another... This is the one I wasn't going to do, but I, ju- I thought of... You were there, actually, when it happened. Who was? You, Brista. Mm. So, have I mentioned I've got, like, a trick if I have food down my clothes? Oh, <laughs> yes, no. you turn your dress around. And let's change the phrasing. You have a trick for when you have food down your clothes, not if. Yeah, it's like I'm wearing a polo neck yeah. like I am today. So, basically, I went down to visit Jen, and I had this long grey jumper on, which had food all down it, which I didn't notice. Chloe and Jen didn't say anything, because I think they thought, well, that's just Maureen. Didn't bother saying anything. But I noticed the next day. So I tried on another jumper, which I put another jumper, which was a polar neck, and it had food down it. And I um, thought, I do what I normally do when I've got food down my jumper, 
it's a really good trick, Alice, and you've got a pony neck. I just turn it round because I've got long hair, so it covers the food. So I turned the jump around and realised I'd already turned it round because it was food, food down the other side. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there was already... What I find weird is that Maureen was wearing a jumper. She went, oh, I'll just do that classic thing of turning around to the other way, which is the back. But the back already had food on it. So she'd already started on the back and then moved it round to the front and then moved it round to the back again. And it's... I told Joan this at the restaurant because I was wearing the... I had to wear the jumper because that was the only other jumper I had. So I had to wear it. And I just told her, oh, I thought I was going to turn it round because obviously you wouldn't see the food, but I couldn't turn it round because I'd already turned it round and there was already food on the other side. And Jen wasn't that impressed by my little trick, Alison. What I love is the idea of like, you have to slowly move all the way around your sweater to keep, at one point she's just got an arm coming out between her tits because she's like, this is the only clean part of the sweater. I really enjoy it. Generally, if the, the food isn't already on the back, it is actually a very good trick. You just chuck, if you've got long hair, just chuck it around yeah. the back and then no one I mean, notices. of course, of course. Do you do that with your underwear? Just turn them inside out? <laughs> no, because it's not, it's not the same size front and back, is it? It goes oh, down a bit. Turn front. it inside out, not the other way round. Oh, no, no, don't do that. No, no. Well, I'm glad you don't, Maureen. <laughs> I mean, I said that as a joke, actually. I, I didn't say that because I thought you actually did it. And Maureen said it like you were a disgusting person. <laughs> oh, fucking no. hell. But like the way Maureen went, what? Turn my knickers around the other way. That would, I mean, that wouldn't be any more hygienic, Maureen. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> to turn not. the gusset the other way around. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. It just would be practical. No, but I mean, I didn't mean that. I mean, I don't know what I meant. I just want to stop this conversation. <laughs> that's wonderful. I'm sorry I was distracted, Maureen, during your sweater story because my boyfriend oh. from Manchester just brought me in a pasty with oh. a candle in it. Uh, oh. That's... That's how they do it in Manchester. What sort of pasty? It's a homemade one that is mum made. It's a cheese and onion pasty. Oh, cheese and onion pasty. <laughs> Maureen, you'd be into that, wouldn't you? Cheese and I'd onion be into pasty. that. Yeah. Oh, you could smell it now. This cheese and onion pasty is heavenly. I love you, babe. Oh, yeah. what a sweet, what a romantic uh, gesture. A birthday <laughs> gift. Only in the north, everyone. Only in the north of England does someone bring you a cheese and onion pasty with a birthday candle. I'm very grateful that Maureen doesn't have a slice because I'll have to watch her eat it and that would have just... Is the back of your jumper clean right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time to... Ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together Pay your taxes and stop eating chips Take my advice Take my advice. I ain't using it. Okay. This week, uh, the problem. This is a good one. I really enjoy this one. Uh, I enjoy all the problems, so I always encourage people, please send in uh, the things that are going on in your life because uh, we. I want I want to share my what I find out. So, okay, here we go. My ex lives with my current best friend. I was friends with my best friend since a little before the relationship, but after three years in August, we ended it. I have since moved further away from my friend, and I am struggling to find time to see my best friend, and I feel like reconnecting with my ex might make life a little bit easier, but I don't know how to go about it or even if it's a good idea. So essentially, what I am picking up here is our listener, uh, ex, lives with their best friend that they were best friends with before the ex moved in. Now they'd like to go visit best friend, but is with ex makes it a little tricky. So they're like, should I try and make things good with the ex? That way I can go see my friend, visit them, maybe even stay with them without it being as much of an issue. Broke it down into two questions, which I liked as well. Uh, I don't know how to go about this. And is it a good idea? Okay. 
Being friends with the ex, I think there are a variety of opinions on this. And let's be honest, I think it all depends on how the relationship ended. <laughs> that is number one on whether or not you're going to be able to be friends with your ex. So the first thing I'm going to look into, is it even a good idea to be friends with your ex? Ladies, are you friends with your exes at all? Are you, uh... Uh, oh. Uh, That's a no. I'm going to say probably. Maureen is. I am. I am with some of them, but with others, I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. I'm yeah. friendly with uh, a couple. Yeah, but generally no. And look, this is a tricky one because, again, I think it's very personal depending on what happened in the situation. But the first thing I do want to flag up right away is under no circumstances if a relationship was manipulative or abusive or if there was any sort of negative thing. I don't want you to ever try to reestablish a friendship with that person. Done. You don't need any toxicity. So number one, if it was a, a bad relationship, if it left you feeling like less of a person, hurt at all, absolutely not. I don't think you need to ever go and find communication and try to uh, just no, stay away. So that's the first thing I want to say. Also, I was thinking like, okay, is it a good idea to reconnect with your ex so you can spend more time with your best friend? Okay, here are my first thoughts. Is there any way for you to spend time with your friend away still from the ex? I mean, have you guys even talked about it? Could you maybe meet in the middle somewhere, both travel to a different area, maybe get a hotel, hang out for the night, visit your friend? Is there any way for you two to spend some time together without it having to be near the ex? Just putting that out there, right? There might be some ways you could figure some stuff out without having to go right right there. I mean, it is tricky. So when you're thinking about reconnecting with your ex, here are just some questions I want you to ask yourself and be honest yourself with the answers. How did the relationship end? How much time has passed? Why do I want to reach out? What do you want to have happen if you reach out? And are you right now in a safe and secure place as well? Is your ex in a safe and secure place emotionally, physically, etc.? Because also you might be like, oh, it's fine. I could, I could touch base with my ex, no problem. But we also have to think about the ex, right? Like, were you the one who broke up with them? Did you break their heart? It's not really fair to go be like, hey, let's be pals. Maybe, maybe the ex is going to have a hard time with that. So I really want you to analyze those things. What is motivating? Now, in this situation, it's motivating so you can see a friend. So I'm not too worried because it doesn't sound like you're reuniting with the ex to, you know, flourish again with the ex. Because sometimes when you're reconnecting with an ex too, it can hold you back from moving forward in your life right? Uh, you're being reminded of the ex. Even if you don't mean to, they can take up some of that headspace that you're supposed to be leaving open so you can meet the next person. Also, it's like you have to be careful about thinking about meeting up with the ex again because like, I mean, what kind of a relationship was it? Was it a very sexually fueled one? Can you resist them if you get around them? Do you think you'll just end up back in the boudoir again? Or did you actually have a friendship to begin in the first place? I mean, these are all things that you got to think about when you're getting into it. How do you even go about doing it? Well, this is, again, it's unique to the situation, but it's a tricky one. Um, I think before you even start to reunite, I also would like you to form a panel of people in your life that you could talk to about this. Because often when we think about it, we were in the situation. It is not so clear for us. Talk to a good friend. 
Be like, hey, when I was dating so-and-so, what did you think? Was I in a good place? Talk to your family. Create a panel of people that you could talk to before you move forward because they might give you some perspective that you couldn't have because you were in the situation. Did you give it some time? I don't want you to try and rush into a friendship if it's not time, if neither one of you are ready for it. Make sure you're actually over one another. This is a big thing, all right? Have you both moved on? Maybe do you both have new partners? That makes it a bit easier. Uh, Make sure your relationship is truly different now than what it would be. You don't want to go slipping back into old tendencies, all right? You have to be in a new place. Only engage with the person as much as it feels good for both of you. That means being aware of their emotions as well as you. Forgive the past. If you're going to be friends with the ex, you got to let go. Whatever happened before, done, over. Don't be pulling it back out. Don't be living in that memory. Done. Uh, Create boundaries, right? So how much do you really want to let them into your life? Establish new behavioral patterns. If you guys used to always go meet at that one spot and have a bottle of wine, guess what? As new friends, don't go meet in that same special spot and have a bottle of wine because you are repeating exactly what you did. You're not forming a new relationship with that person. And, uh, you know, let your ex know about your feelings. You know, you got to be honest about why it is that you're coming back to them to, to begin a new relationship. I think how to actually go about it, like the actual physically doing it, it all depends on the person. I kind of think email is a nice way of testing out how people are doing. Right? If they don't respond to you, you pretty much will have an idea. They don't want to talk to you. If they respond, okay. It's a nice way without like a call or a text. I think that's a very direct way. And maybe you want to put out a tester. Another nice way to do it is spend time with a group of people. Maybe see how that goes. Could you hang out with your friend, uh, the best friend you want to see as well as the ex, and maybe some other people? Maybe that first meeting could be a group gathering to see how that goes. Those are some of my initial thoughts, ideas, concerns. I don't think there is one sure way to go about doing it in this situation. I don't think it would be the worst thing because it sounds like you have actual other motivations to be connecting with your ex, not just reconnecting with them for just a relationship between the two of you. So in this situation, I don't think it'd do you any damage. Just make sure it's not doing the other person any damage. And those are my thoughts on the problem. I think the thing is to be true to your, honest with yourself because sometimes you make excuses. So you tell yourself, I'm yeah. actually, it's because I just want to be with, see my best friend when actually what you want to do is see the ex. I mean, we've all done that way. It's really good. You could, people can easily lie to themselves quite easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Alison, firstly, thank you for your advice. And secondly, uh, I would swerve that with every fibre of my being. <laughs> for what it's worth, advice, and uh, no, absolutely no good can come of this. I'll tell you that for nothing. They're an ex for a reason. Either you dumped them or they dumped you. There's going to be feelings on one side more than the other or on both sides for different reasons. There is always unsaid things. There is a, there's a history there. There are, Look, that is a whole hotbed of drama. That yeah. Avoid it. And, you know, if, if you want to see your friend then, and if they are your friend, then they'll understand that this is a compromising situation for you and they will go out of their way to make sure that you guys can hang out without it being at their place. Yeah. But listen, what do I know? I don't know anything, but that's my, that's Jen Brister's advice as well as Alison Smith's advice. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
It's tricky. That's exactly it. It all depends on the situation, who you are, where you're at, who they are, where they're at, how things yeah, ended. Yeah, but exes are What's exes. going on? I can say. Uh, unless, unless you've got kids and you've got to keep seeing them, then bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. And also, you don't really know. I think sometimes yeah. you don't know how you feel until you kind of face-to-face with them and say they turn up with another partner. Or you're there. They're incredibly happy. And then you're like, yeah. and you're not as cool about it as you thought you were. So it's, you know, you don't really know exactly how you feel. And I think best just to avoid yeah it. and there are some things that are yeah. best not to listen there are some scabs pick away of course you've got to deal with that problem but once that problem is yeah. xed then forwards onwards also one last thing if you are the person that did the dumping and that person still has feelings for you and you kind of know that and you know that they would be happy to see you do you know what i mean then then you have an even bigger responsibility don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick just leave them alone to get over you yeah. because they need to yeah. not see you. And it's not okay to keep creating reasons to see someone to boost your own ego, which is inevitably what you're doing. Like, hey, they still like me. Well, I don't like them. Yeah, well, they're still in love with you. Don't be a penis. Leave them alone. Okay. Right. And on that note, let's, let's move to, to TV. <laughs> it's time for the television. Listen, you've got to work on your segues, Maureen. It's very, it's too abrupt. And now it's TV. Well, it's like, otherwise, carry on talking about stuff. It's, we've got to get moving. She's forgotten this is an actual podcast <laughs> with intros. <laughs> and no, it means nothing to Maureen. Okay, fine. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Boy, you look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put It's called being professional, Alison. <laughs> Maureen, please do. Let us know. What have you been watching on television? I've been watching Chloe. I don't know if any of you have been watching Chloe. No. Like through Jen's window or like... On BBC? <laughs> BBC. It's um, it's like a mystery drama. So it's this... She was... I can't, I can't remember the actress's name. She was Princess Anne in The Crown. She was brilliant in The Crown. And she's this woman who, who lives this... She's a liar and she's basically hooked onto these friends. She saw this woman who, who committed suicide. She's hooked into her friends. And it, it's really quite scary how much information we put on social media and stuff because she finds out stuff just from social media and she basically ingratiates herself in this group of friends and then bit by bit you find out she knew this woman who died they used to be friends when they were young it's a it's quite mystery there's a lot of stuff you don't know and she's she's just very good at lying and um kind of pretending to be what she's not she what she isn't and she kind of steals and you just don't know exactly what's going on with this group of friends but it's quite interesting i think it keeps you hooked it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. So, okay. yes, it stars Erin Doherty. She's very, very good actor. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of, um, I mean, given all the podcasts I've been listening to recently, they've all been about people conning people <laughs> and nearly always uh, through social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mainly catfishing, pretending to be somebody else and, and siphoning money from them or making them believe they're in a relationship with someone or whatever it is. Yeah. And also makes you realise how much we take, we accept stuff. So people say, she says her name is this. I, lo- I lived in Japan. I was in art. And people just accept it. They don't don't question anything. And she's not on social, she doesn't, herself doesn't do social media. She's, because oh, I'm being stalked, which sounds like a really good excuse. But obviously nowadays you're always a bit suspicious when no one's got any social media. And they're saying that some of my best friends don't do social media. But it is interesting how we just often accept at face value what people say about themselves. And you just don't know what the ulterior motive is because it, it as it says, as it goes on, you realise that she knew this, this girl, they used to be best friends and then they fell out. It's got to be some sort of revenge or something, hasn't it? Yeah, so what did happen to Chloe? Or atonement. Or atonement. For, for some guilt that she's feeling. Yeah, and no, there's, there's no, people that's like, so. there are a few people that are suspicious about it. But I would, you know, because I know you and Chloe like to look at a BBC drama. Yeah. So that might be one, one to watch. Yes, I do. I do like a BBC drama. I've started uh, watching the um, Responder again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I kind of, it was a bit too depressed. I watched one episode. I was like, I was really looking forward to it, but it's a bit hard going, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, pretty hard going. <laughs> but it, it, it opens up a bit after the first episode. So you, you understand that there's a bigger picture going on rather than just the fact that this man obviously does suffer from what can I, what is obviously PTSD. Why he's allowed to be on the force when he clearly has PTSD and he's seeing a therapist and he's telling the therapist he cannot do his job and she's sort of saying, oh, are you, yes, come on, you can. And he's like, I actually can't. I uh, I actually can't do this job. Oh, 
come on, let's talk about walking down a corridor and finding your safe space. And he's like, I can't find it. So can I not do this job anymore? Anyway, he's in tits deep. So even if he wanted to leave the force, he can't. It is great, but um, I, I can only do one episode at a time. It's not one of those shows where I go, oh, I must, can't wait. <laughs> I'll binge. I can't wait for episode two. So still watching that, still watching Trigger Point on a Sunday night. I'm very much enjoying that. No, I stopped watching that. For the same reason. Did you find it too tense or too... I don't know. I just, I kind of forgot about it and then I've just stopped watching it. I just forgot that it was on, to be honest. Another one. No, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on ITV Player. I'm really enjoying it and I think it's because it is quite a tense show, but it does feel quite lightweight. Okay. So, So there's a lot of tension there, but it doesn't feel like the responder, which feels much more naturalistic and dark. Trigger Point feels like it's sort of like a... Like a almost like twenty four. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, every yeah, yeah. Ep- where every episode ends on a, a on a cliffhanger. It's got that sort of vibe to it. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't. I don't find it particularly affecting in that in the same way. I am now watching. Oh God, <laughs> just to keep it light, Brister. I'm watching Dope Sick on Disney because, mm-hmm. of course, I have Disney because I have children. If you don't know what Dope Sick is about, it's a drama based on the um, opioid crisis uh, in America and uh, looks at how Oxycontin, why it started, how it infiltrated all of the hospitals, how it devastated communities and the people and the lawyer and the uh, FBI investigators that were seeking to bring the um, pharmaceutical company and the family down. The Sackler family are the family that own the pharmaceutical company that creates Oxycontin. But it's more complex than that. Not only do they create this this opioid, they they manage to get it approved by the FDA to say that it is uh, non-addictive. Yeah, when it was highly addictive. When it was actually more addictive than morphine and way worse for you. Um, and then they create this whole idea about having a pain. Um, they're basically, what they wanted to do, the Sackler family, is make sure that every hospital had oxycontin okay not only did they have it but that they could decide how much to give a patient but it was up to the discretion of the doctor and because they were told that this uh, opiate wasn't um addictive uh basically it's normally you would start on an opiate at about 10 milligrams maximum and you would stay at 10 milligrams probably and you wouldn't really go much higher than that and if you had to go higher than that then you'd you'd you do it for a very short period of time and then you would have to very carefully get that person off it. That's why doctors don't like using opioids. They are effective at killing pain, but also they're very difficult to get off. Like if you go to hospital and you have severe pain and they give you a morphine um, drip, don't they? And then you yeah. have a, 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 a gun that you press. The maximum amount you might get in a day, I, I don't know what it would be, but it would be a very low amount because they don't want you to leave the hospital with an addiction to morphine. But they were starting some of these patients eventually on 80 milligrams. Even just one time. One time you take that. Now, as soon as that gets into your body, you are addicted. You're And also, that's a kind of high that you're like, whoa. So then you've got families and children and um, people of the, that are upstanding members of the community and pensioners addicted to opioids, losing their homes, uh, uh, moving on to heroin, uh, turning to prostitution, uh, dying of overdoses because they're... St- I mean, it's absolutely... 
And what is incredible is that this was all going on in the early noughties. And we did hear about it, didn't we? We, we knew about this yeah. crisis, the opioid crisis. And I think Louis Theroux did a, um, he went to Virginia, didn't he? And he did a, a, a documentary about it. But I did not have any idea at the extent to which it devastated just a whole generation of people in parts of America. It was unbelievable. And how this family, they've had to pay like incredible amounts of sort of, fines and, and compensation to families and they've they've, they've lost millions but n- nobody ever went to prison like none of the pharmaceutical none of the wow no 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 and oxycontin is still being used in the states so it's not even been taken off the shelves no it's still used all the time my mom has oxycontins in the house like in canada i mean that just blows my brain yeah. when we know yeah. how utterly addictive it is and how awful it is i just i can't even get my head around it and and when you think about in america where you can get like a you know young black men who might be dealing weed or something might get like 20 years mm-hmm. and these people not a day in prison it's just but anyway the only thing i don't like about the series is it it does jump from one so you're at one point you're in 1996 and then it does this thing where it moves forward to 2005 and and that you know when you know when a tv show jumps from decade to decade i get a bit yeah. i got a bit confused but that might just be because i'm stupid however i recommend it it's really good and i think there's a there's a documentary isn't there on netflix about it which is probably you could just watch that instead of spending 12 hours watching dope sick or whatever i'm doing but it's really good disney plus i love that that's on disney plus i know there's loads of stuff on disney plus now. yeah i know wow. it's mental um allison tell us about your yes yes horror Well, look, because we were talking about exes, I started to think about things from the past, unresolved things maybe in the past. So the horror movie that I'm choosing, one of my favorites, look, deep down inside, you all have to know, I love a teen horror flick, okay? Six friends go into the woods, make it seven. That's what I say. I'm on board anytime there is a teeny flick type of horror movie. So my movie that I chose is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, I've never seen it. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, Basically what happens is, haunted by a tragic accident uh, that teenagers tried to cover up, uh, the four teens reconnect a year later when a hook-wielding killer begins to stalk them. So basically they're driving a car at night. I think it was prom night. Woo, party, party, had some drinks, driving a car. They hit someone with the car. They all make the agreement, look, we're going to hide the body. We're not going to, we're too young. Our lives will be ruined. They hide the body. Cut to a year later. Was the body really dead? And they're coming back to, yeah. Re- so I thought it fell into always, always deal with your past demons before you move forward into something. This is an excellent example of what happens when you don't address things from your past. They will come back and knife wield you. No, uh, but it is a great, it is a great movie. Very fun, great cast. Uh, just, I can't believe I'm saying it's a fun horror, but it is. It's a fun horror movie. Um, yes, there are lots of moments. Maureen, you would definitely jump and scream for sure. It is not that bloody gory though, everyone. Don't worry about that. And in fact, I think they've even shown it on TV sometimes. So, you know, it's at that TV level where, you know, they could, they could put it on air. I think even before watershed i'm not sure but yeah anyway uh that is the movie i recommend i know what you did last summer if you enjoy the movie there's also a tv series which i also 100 enjoyed loved it i think there's 
is it three seasons, two seasons? So if you watch the movie and you enjoy that, then you can move into the TV series and never let the fun die, guys. I remember when that came out because it had, uh, has it got Jennifer Love Hewitt in it? Yes, yeah. Whatever happened to Jennifer Love Hewitt? I don't know. I think she's like a lot of those stars that like... She was huge in Party of Five, wasn't she in Party of Five? yeah. Yeah. What happens to a lot of actors, they're huge and then you just never hear of them again. Probably because they make a ton of money and then they're like, you know what, I need to step away from the business and just enjoy my life and do some things. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in a movie down the road where she plays some dramatic, you know, character, re-brought back. Uh, but yeah, she's disappeared. I like to think these people are just enjoying their lives. They've made some money and then they're like, I'm just going to... I think so. She's hot. Totally. She's probably got a family, living her best life. She's She doesn't need to make any more movies. In fact, I think at some stage you sort of go, I'm done. I'm going to invest in yeah, something. Gotta get out of this game. I mean, where's Julia Roberts? That's what I want to know. Where's Julia? Oh, she's in this new thing that looks absolutely brilliant. Oh, okay, fine. Is she? Okay, I, in, fine. On, she's back. I think it's on Disney Plus or Stars or something called Gaslight. That's it, Disney Plus. That Stars is on Disney Plus, boring. It's a really fascinating story about the Watergate where the wife of the Attorney General basically called out Nixon. And um, they they basically kidnapped her. They kidnapped her because they didn't want her speaking out. I heard a podcast about this very thing and it blew yeah. me away. Because yeah. I, I didn't know anything about this. They claimed that she was a drunk. I think she did drink, but they claimed that she was a drunk. And they just basically um, bad-mouthed her in the press because she was she was standing up, up against... She was like the f- big first Republican to say about Nixon. She was on the phone to the... Journalists yeah. and he, they could hear her being kidnapped. Yeah, I mean they didn't do anything to her; they just kept her in a room and then let. No, they beat go. her up. Mm, she got beaten up. Did she? I don't remember. Yeah, that bit. she was uh, a gossip. It was known that she she and also she, she was like a southern belle. She was a southern belle. She liked to drink and she loved a gossip, and she became problematic for when she's for the Republicans. Um, and uh, she was very popular because she used to hold these big parties and everyone would come round and everyone loved her because she was the bell wasn't she um but then um it and, and she wasn't overtly massively political and she was a hardcore republican she wasn't like some sort of like liberal don't get that she was proper republican when she came out and she had been released no one believed her initially yeah basically said she was an alcoholic because they said she's mad she's an alcoholic and she doesn't know what she's talking about and also because anything that woman says that if they like a drink or if a woman is we're just considered unstable hysterical. and hysterical. Yeah, unstable. Yeah. 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 So that sounds fascinating. Julia Roberts. And, and and also, God, what's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. He's unrecognizable. Ah. He's like the, the Attorney General. You wouldn't you wouldn't know it was him unless it says Sean Penn on the on the on the trailer. Yeah. He's changed a lot. Every time I saw him over the years, I was like, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It looks so. really good. Hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay, good recommendation. And we're and we're just we're just cramming the recommendations in this week. A whole bunch to watch, guys. But yeah. we've got more recommendations to come and it, again, still from Maureen because it's time to head over to Maureen's cultural corner. Do you see what I did there, Maureen? I introduced you properly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm talking about 80s singers. Yes, female singers from the 80s. Um, Two of them you probably may have heard of, two of them you might not have heard of. The first is Sade, who's one of the most (gasps) successful artists ever. No ordinary love. If you were around in 1984, the album Diamond Life was 
everywhere. 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 Yeah, it yeah. was such a massive hit. Over 10 million copies, and it was the best-selling debut album by a British female artist for 24 years. I guess until Adele came along, I presume. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic album. Uh, really worth listening to if you've never heard it. It's it's Every song in there is fantastic. Also, her voice is, is unreal. Because yeah. she's got a low range. She's got that low, sultry voice for a woman that you're like, ooh, your love is king. Listen to that sound. So classy oh, that she yeah. just looks. I didn't know she was British. I didn't know she was British. That's fantastic yeah. to know. Didn't know that. Yeah. Randy Crawford is the next one. People remember Randy Crawford from the 80s? One day I'll fly away. Yeah, she, she sang. Yeah. yeah. Well, not exactly like that, but yeah, uh, she, no, she was more okay. popular in Europe than than US apparently. I've got her, I've got my first twelve inch, which was a record. In case if you're too young to realise, hey. um, it was the Crusaders from 1979. Street Life. She was a singer on it. Fantastic. Oh, Street Life. I love that song. I forgot she sang that. Such yeah. a great song. Yeah, um, yeah. She had five top twenty hits in the UK. Our Fly Away Kate got to number two. And what I love is this. Even though she was American. She won Best British Female Solo Artist at the 1982 Brit Awards in recognition of her popularity in the UK. Well, why not? Do you remember that song she did about, was it, You Might Need Somebody? Need somebody. You might need somebody too. That's you a great song. Need somebody too. Anyway. I've got all her, all her albums. I love I it. I do love Randy Crawford. Now, the other one, uh, you might not have heard of her, it's Brenda Russell. Uh, American, she had five Grammy nominations. Uh, one of her most famous songs is Piano in the Dark. And her debut album, which I got, which I bought at the time from 1979, called Brenda Russell. And every song is fantastic. So I check out Brenda Russell if you want. And another one is another U US singer called Angela Bofill. She's actually Cuban, Puerto Rican, I suppose, uh, but she's a native New Yorker. But that's her background. Angela who? Bofill. B-O-F-I-L-L. -L. My favourite okay. song on her is Too Tough. Well, great tune. Um, so, they're, yeah, they're four singers. If you haven't heard of them, you've probably heard of Sade and Randy Crawford. But um, check out. Brenda Russell and uh, Angela Bofill. And you can find them on YouTube. If you YouTube don't, or if you don't have, Spotify. If you don't have Spotify or Google Music and you don't want to get involved Oh, yeah, you can that, find them on YouTube. That yeah. You can find all of that on YouTube. Well, Maureen, thank you very much. You've finally done a cultural corner that people can access the very things that you're talking about <laughs> with ease. Yeah. Well done. I do like this 80s theme. I know that whenever Maureen does music, it will be themed in the 80s. Yeah. So don't expect anything post 89 actually because <laughs> Maureen doesn't know anything. Wonderful. Thank you very much Maureen for your cultural accorder. Thank you. That was brilliant. Uh, and now we're at the part of the podcast you know, we, we talk about things we explore, uh, we talk about problems, we, you know we're, we're peppy, we're up, but we, we, we really like to get into the nitty gritty of things too. We don't always need to talk about all the all the great things. We Sometimes we want to have a little bitch and Jen, that is why we are moving over to you and we want to find out, Jen, what is getting your coat, go your coat, your goat this week? What's got your coat? And then what's got your goat? <laughs> I don't want to lose my shit over. Okay, this is it. Right. Jen's <laughs> goat is happening now. <laughs> I cannot handle this. <laughs> Who's got my coat? That's what I want to know. Can I have my coat back? Well, that's got my coat. <laughs> Somebody's taken my coat. Look, it's a, I, I suppose in a way it's a continuation from my moaning last week, which I was moaning about my children and the house being co constantly covered in toys. But this time it's the inside of our car. I, I, I can't remember if I've spoken about this. I have spoken about this. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Jen, what I want to know is what the hell is getting your goat this week? Technology, Alison, is getting my goat. There's too much of it. And um, I miss the days pre-smartphones, actually. I, I might have spoken about this before. I'm sure I have ranted about this. I can't believe I haven't. But I... I, I miss a time where we weren't uh, always connected is what I'm trying to say. I would love to be able to live my life without constantly looking at my phone. Now, I know what you can say is just don't take your phone with you. Of course, I could do that, but I have to have my phone with me at all times. Also, I don't like the fact that every part of my job as a stand up comedian, by the way, should require no technology whatsoever, seems to be reliant on the constant Ugh. uploading of photographs and videos and did you know I'm going to be here and did you know I'm doing this and did you know I've just I don't care I don't care what I'm doing I can't and then people it blows <laughs> you cut out just then that's perfect oh, uh, technology cut you off but, well, look do you see how the technology just uh, uh, the technology there I, I, I just cut out I just actually cut out and technology was giving me the finger the, the technology was giving me the the, the, the bird I, I I can't even believe my, my broadband has flipped me the bird well you can fuck off actually virgin because you're shit <laughs> I just want to go back to the olden days right I think about my 20s when I used to read books, okay? And I used to go out and, and just walk and live my life. And I, and I didn't care if when I went for a walk and took a photograph of it, it didn't get 100 likes. Who cares? I just went on a walk and it existed in and only of that time zone. And the only person that knew I took that walk was me. And guess what? I was perfectly happy with that entire experience. I didn't need to, to give people a slideshow of my day-to-day -day existence. I know, but here's a PowerPoint presentation of everything I've done today. I had a cup of tea at 12, then I had a shit. Who cares, Brista? Just live your fucking life on your own. Anyway, that's been getting my goat. Um, that's great. So, that's great. I don't know. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. <sighs> Although saying that, I wouldn't be on Zoom with you guys and I would miss your faces, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, there are ups and downs. Snakes and ladders, right? Or snakes and roundabouts or whatever they yeah. say. I feel like the roundabouts and the snakes are, are exceeding the, the, the ladders and the swings. Yeah, I, oh, so I mean, I, I actually resent that we used to a, a playground analogy for Don't that. Don't get us started again on that, Alison, for God's sake. No, in fact, I think this is the perfect time to just ease out of this podcast. More than you might as well end with you. You'll probably end it in a, in a typically abrupt way. Okay, then. <laughs> women talking bollocks if you have enjoyed wtb please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review or you can check out our socials now on instagram facebook twitter youtube and you never know we may even get on tiktok and if you do like the show please do have a look at our patreon for bonus content and weekly treats well that do 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.